Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I'm opening with two passages of Scripture, Matthew chapter 3, John chapter 14. We'll be going there. Praise God. I want to help you today. I want to help you and me understand this very important topic that we'll share. I realize that I probably will not get through all of this today. The Lord willing, we will get through what we can, and then Tuesday we'll come back and wrap this up. But tonight, you need to be in prayer. Be ready. Pastor David's going to be preaching tonight. You uh, be ready for that. Praise God. But to the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11, we go. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. And with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That's what John said about the coming of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said in John 14 and 15. John 14 and 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's a message all by itself right there. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. What is that comforter? Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live. Ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know 
that I am in my Father and ye in me and I in you. This morning, I want to talk to you about the governor of the kingdom. Say that with me. The governor of the kingdom. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, and we praise you, God, for this morning. Thank you for the chance to declare your word. Bless, O oh God, this time. Thank you for being here. We have been truly honored and blessed by your spirit. And I believe you have already done the work. Now let us layer the word on top of that, that it might do what needs to be done in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. Amen. We appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. You can be seated. How many are glad to see Brother Sister Carey back? Woo! Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. We missed y'all. What an important cog and part of MPC. The governor of the kingdom. And my subtitle is simply this, the ministry and work of the Holy Spirit. The ministry and work of the Holy Spirit. God is infinite omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is everywhere, all where. He is where you've been, where you are, and where you're going all at the same time. We are not. We are finite. I am right here right now, and that's the only place I'm at. I am not here and somewhere else because I'm not God. But our Lord is a spirit. Our God is a spirit. He is everywhere. He fills the universe. That's hard for us as humans to grab, isn't it? The very thought of God, the very thought of a God like ours baffles the human mind because a lot of people want to put God in a box and you know talk about his beginning and where he started. Well, our God has, has no beginning. He was before time. He is out of time and time does not have a hold on him. Scripture, in many ways, when you read it through the eyes of human flesh, seems to be a mystery, and it is. It is a mystery. Scripture is mystery. And so without divine revelation, we cannot understand a lot that is in this book. That's why there's a lot of people that have incredible knowledge of Scripture but don't have any understanding because their eyes have not been opened by the illumination of the Holy Spirit. No one of us can understand God or his word without his spirit opening up our eyes. Scripture is, and thoughts of scripture is hidden truths that are found in types and shadows and parables and principles that don't just come right out. You know, Do we have any folks here in the house that are just blatantly literal people? We've got some literal, my precious granddaughter Ruby is, is the, perhaps the most literal person. If you say, we, had, we were telling jokes and teasing her, and, and it would hurt her feelings so bad, we finally had to say, waka waka, so she would, knew, she would know that this is a joke. And bless her heart, she's kind of come to understand that. But, there, but there's a lot of people that are trying to just, just take the Word of God and then it says this and it says that and then, and then blow up some kind of doctrine out of it that makes absolutely no sense because it is incongruent with the flow of Scripture. So God uses symbols, allegories, and parables, and types 
so that we can understand the context of truth that they represent. They are not truth, but they lead us to truth. The Old Testament tabernacle is a beautiful, beautiful thing, but it is showing us what is really happening in the heavens. What the Old Testament tabernacle is, it is showing us a spiritual reality that is going on in heaven. These types are not meant to be absolute doctrine, but they provide us an excellent way for it to be illustrated in a truth. Jesus employed parables to reveal heaven's mysteries and concepts to his disciples. You know, he, he said to them in Matthew 13 and 10, his disciples came unto him, Lord, and said, Why speakest thou to, unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he sh shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore I speak unto them in parables, because they see, they seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. So, so when you read Scripture and you read the parables and you see the types and shadows and you talk about the Lord, uh, that we're under his wings, doesn't mean that God's got wings and we're all under there. It is, it is given to us a shadow or a type that shows us the protective covering that God has for us. Amen. So, so Scripture is filled with types, shadows, allegories, parables, and principles that are not so literal that you just reach up and say this, 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 and this, but rather it is understood by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. The aim of symbols and shadows is to lead us to the substance of truth. Understanding truth then is properly processing symbols and type. If we interpret symbols and types incorrectly, will lead to an incorrect truth. This is why the Trinitarian doctrine is so messed up, because it leads to an incorrect truth when they take it literally in a lot of places, okay? By studying the symbols of the Holy Spirit, we discover the characteristics and the nature of his spirit as it is manifested in the church and in you and me. The Holy Spirit is speaked of as water, the Holy Ghost, water that speaks of the refreshing, the cleansing, the washing of the water of the Holy Spirit in our life. The Holy Spirit is spoke about as the wind or the breath. It symbolizes uh, 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 how that, that God moves. It came as a rushing, mighty wind. Amen. Jesus breathed on them before they ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and prophetically said, breathed on his disciples and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is typified in Scripture as oil. It speaks of the anointing of the ministry and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our life, the Spirit of God. It speaks about wine. These are drunk with new wine, and, and, but, but, but Peter said they're not drunk as you suppose. He did not deny that they were drunk. He just said this is a different kind of wine. Woo! Praise God. Anybody going, want to get teetotaled? I, I, want to get, I want to get so drunk in the Holy Ghost. Praise be to God. Amen. If you've ever seen anybody happen to, to be totally inebriated by the power of the Spirit, man, don't go over and touch them because it might just jump on you. Lord, let it jump. Let it jump. Somebody say, let it jump. 
We find that, that wine is a symbolizing of the joy and the exuberance uh, and the accompaniment of the Holy Spirit. Then, of course, there's fire. He will fill you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Fire is a two-edged uh, type of a, an entity is, or a type, if you please. Fire is all exciting, but also fire is consuming. It consumes that which is not like the Lord, whose fan is in his hand, John said, and, 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 and he'll burn up the chaff. He will burn it up with unquenchable, unstoppable fire. The Spirit is also typified as a dove that reveals the nature of the, the moving of the Spirit as He comes into our life. It, it reveals the sensitivity with which we need to have about the Holy Spirit because a dove can be gone quickly. His presence can be, will be removed away because we want Him to stay. Let's not, let's not quench the Spirit. Let's not... Grieve the Holy Spirit. There's two things that'll send the dove flying. Amen. Grieving and quenching. Jesus said that those that would be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit would be clothed with power from on high. So the Holy Spirit is like a, a new garment. Ooh, a new coat. A new, new piece of cloth. Then he tells us that the Holy Spirit is likened unto a promised inheritance by which we are sealed by the Holy Ghost, that this is the earnest, this is the down payment of what is going to happen in glory. This that we felt this morning is a fraction of what heaven is going to be like. Anybody want to go? Anybody want to go? All praise the Lord in this place. I have taught you and will continue to teach you the concept of the Bible is really a kingdom. It is about a king and a kingdom. The overall comprehensive plan of God is the concept embodied by a kingdom. The first thing Jesus preached was the gospel of the kingdom. The first thing John the Baptist preached was the gospel of the kingdom. Peter preached in the book of Acts the gospel of the kingdom. Paul preached in the book of Acts the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. Creation was established. God made man and he made woman to establish his kingdom on a literal, physical, tangible world. His kingdom is in the realm of the spirit. God is spirit. Somebody say, God is spirit. And understanding the kingdom, it is vital then to know the types and shadows and mysteries and parables and principles that are related to it that makes things come alive. Jesus told his disciples, he said, that, that they were given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom because they had revelation. Don't get fretful about somebody that doesn't have revelation. Pray that they receive revelation. Pray that they, don't, don't beat somebody up because they believe something different or they baptize differently or, or they believe in, 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 in a multiplicity of Godhead. Amen. Don't beat them up because of that. Pray for revelation. And humble yourself. And hum, we must humble ourselves to say, Lord, continue let me see you. Because how big is God? How much do we not know about God? 
I can't brag about what I know because what I know is just pretty minuscule compared to an omnipotent God that fills the universe from left to right around wherever who it is and was and is in time and out of time and can go to the future and can go to the past all at the same time. And I'm standing right here. The Bible is about a king and a kingdom. It's not about a religion and rituals. The plan of God is not about to have a religion, which religion is man seeking God. Kingdom is God seeking man. The kingdom is about a relationship. It's a story about a king and his children, a king and his citizens. Scripture reveals to us about a king who is immortal, invisible, who created man and established rulership and government on this planet in the position of man, that man would have that. God designed that man was to be his governing, physical governing body on this earth while he is in the spirit realm and cannot be seen. It's, a, it's the called the kingdom of heaven. It's in a place that you and I can't understand. Now, there'll be a day that you and I will see that. By way of the grave or the rapture, we will see the curtain opening and those that have gone before us are there now. We can't see them, amen, we can't understand that. But what God did is that after Satan and Lucifer messed up, God said, I got you, buddy. And he created an earth and he put some human beings that were less than angels and said, now they are going to rule what you cannot. Woo! Praise God. I wish somebody would just get ready to shout with me this morning. Pilate asked Jesus, he said, are you the king of the Jews? What a statement. Are you the king of the Jews? You know how Jesus answered? He answered this in John 18 and 36. Jesus answered like this. Listen to the words carefully. Jesus said, my kingdom is not, what? Of this world. Now, first of all, he didn't deny that he was king. Mm, somebody shout Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He did not deny that he was king. He just simply defined where his kingdom was. My kingdom is not of this world. He, he did not say my kingdom is in this world. He said my kingdom is not of this world. Huh. Mm. People talk about UFOs and all that kind of stuff that's going on. Let me just tell you, there is an invisible world that our Lord and Savior has gone and he is at the hand of power. He has all power. He's sitting on the throne. He is, he is king. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Somebody say, we're different. We're different. We don't fight like other people. We don't fight other people. Amen. Because our kingdom that we're a part of is not of this world world. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. He is here this morning and we honor him with our worship and with our heart. Jesus and I feel him in this house. I, I am a kingdom citizen. God created Adam, male and Eve, female to establish his kingdom on this earth to do his governmental work in a literal, physical, visible place. Amen. And, and what he has in the invisible realm that we cannot see, Jesus said, pray, thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done. How? In the literal, physical, visible place as it is in the invisible, untouchable place. Can I tell you today, he would not have asked that if we could not do that. Yeah, we need to pray about that, but God wants you and me to manifest in a literal, physical, visible world his will, his character, his culture, his way, his worship, amen, that is in the invisible world. Oh, glory be to God. Now, 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 the reason a lot of people can't understand that is because they're not of this kingdom. How many of you have been to another country? Been to another country? How many of you experienced culture that was different? You experienced a culture that was different. Oh, glory be to God. I'm telling you, I, uh, some of those places that we've been, I, I, I found out that there's a lot of things they do that we don't do. And a lot of things that we do that they do that is not the same. Amen. Even in the United States, you've got northern culture and southern culture. But in other nations, they have ways of doing things and, and, and ways of, you know, in a lot of culture, if you've got a fruit tree, they, they, will, they will feel free to come and pick your tree because it's their culture. Some use toilet paper, some don't. Oh, Lord, they need a revelation. But I'm telling you that there are things in a world today that we are of a different kingdom. The reason you dress different, the reason you talk different, the reason you walk different, the reason you've got different activities and different mindsets is because we are of a kingdom concept that is in the invisible. And as a child of God, I've been baptized in his name. I have taken on a kingdom identity because what did he say? If you want to enter the kingdom... You got to be born again. He didn't say if you want to join the church, you got to be born again. He didn't say if you want to be apostolic, you got to be born again. He said if you want to get into the kingdom, you must be born again of water and of the. Ooh, help us, Jesus. Man, I got so much to say, so little time to say it. God created Adam and Eve to establish his kingdom, God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Listen to this. What did he do? He, he breathed. Somebody say breathe. Into the nostrils of Adam, the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Mm. Breath here refers to the Holy Spirit. Life source is the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of God. God put his spirit in Adam. God put his spirit in Adam because he breathed on him. God formed man out of the dust of the ground, but Adam wasn't alive until he had breath. He was an entity. He was a lifeless body. Somebody get this. Until God breathed his spirit in him. Jesus, that is why he said to his disciples, he breathed on them and said, Receive you the Holy Ghost because they would not be completely spiritually alive until the day of Pentecost when his spirit comes in them and they speak with other tongues as God gives them utterance. Shoo, revelation, Jesus. Let it hit us today. John 3 and 6. Jesus said, he had just finished, you must be born again of water of the Spirit to Nicodemus. And this is what he said, for that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. 
Paul caught a glimpse of this and he declared in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, he said, the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Somebody say completely, totally sanctify you, set you apart, make you a vessel clean before God. He said, and I pray, listen to these words, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Amen. From the beginning of time, there was a dynamic spiritual connection that God had with man. From the very first breathing into Adam, God had a connection with man. God had a relationship with man. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Hebrews tells us the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword that can discern both the soul and the spirit, dividing the soul and the spirit. The reason that there is chaos in this world the reason that there is so much misunderstanding in this world is that people are attempting to fill that spirit spot with drugs, with party, with rebellion, with disobedience, with money, with fame, with relationships, with sex, with alcohol, with work, with sports, or any other variety of things that they're trying to fill a void that only the baptism of the Holy Spirit can fill. You know, we go through a whole cycle. I am just telling you, I dread this next election cycle. I dread it. I, it's going to be a free for We thought the last year's election was, was crazy. This is going to be, yay, verily, I say unto you, <laughs> it's going to be crazier. But what happens is that we think government is going to supply our needs. And we think if we elect another president or we elect another person to be over this or we get a new Congress, it doesn't matter, friends, if we have an upside down apple basket turnover and all one side goes out or one side comes in, or it doesn't matter if they all lose their seat and there's somebody different, government will never underscore, boldface, italicized, Enlarge, never, never be able to do what we think it would do to please us, to help us, because none will be satisfied. There's always something. I've been, my first election was Ronald Reagan. I voted for Ronald Reagan. What, no, no applause? I'm telling you, he's one of the best presidents we ever, uh, there's two. <laughs> Lord, help this church. I thought I was, I was in a different kind of church. <clears throat> Ronald Reagan comes on, cause Jimmy Carter messed it up and gas went, phew, and here we have it. This one comes in and, and things go haywire. So, hey, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna replace it with that one and that's gonna be the answer. There will never be an answer until we understand that there is a government beyond this natural realm. It was designed from the very beginning that God said, I want my government to be in place. Adam lost it. Adam and Eve blew it. They blew it. And what happened? The Lord said, you will die. 
If you eat of this tree, if you disobey me, you will die. We know that they lived a whole lot longer than that. What died? Their spirit man died. That which God breathed in them died. And from that point until Acts 2, the spirit man of an individual was languishing, languishing, disconnected from God. At times he would appear on some folks and at times he would be on some people. Amen. But when it came to Calvary and the upper room, he gave his spirit. And once again, humanity could breathe because their spirit man comes alive. You can repent and you can be baptized, but it takes the baptism of the Holy Spirit to make you truly come alive in him. Can you give God praise? So we got all these problems in our world today. We have all these issues. An overwhelming uneasiness that grips people's hearts didn't start in COVID. It started back in the garden. And man has attempted to fix the issue all over the world. Failed miserably. What is wrong? We got natural people trying to deal with natural things that have a spiritual connection because the problems of this day are not in this visible, physical world. That's not where they began. They began in the unseen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Where's that? It's things we don't see. It's things that, man, I wish to goodness we could have a physical, literal. I'd, I'd, I'd get, get out my... I get out my shotgun and I do something about it if it was a literal physical thing, but that's not how it is. You can't fight it with guns. You can't fight it with, with debate on Facebook. Um, man, y'all can sit down. Uh, you, you can't fight it with your family over a situation. How do you fight it? On your knees. Lord, let what you have in the invisible come to pass in and, and, and if you're going to take care of this mess that is messed up because devil is working on this, then I'm going to need power from on high for you to step in. Somebody say, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost to show up. I need the Spirit of God to show up. Hallelujah. Because things that are in the natural have to be fixed in the spiritual first. I'm going to let that sink in just for a minute. Things in the natural have to be fixed in the spiritual first. I'll show you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that, he might <clears throat> that we might know the things that are freely given to us. Oh, hold on just one second. Hallelujah. Thank God for an off button on a microphone. That he might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. Sorry, Mr. Professor. Sorry, secular universities. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth. 
comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. There are some things that's just going to take the Holy Spirit to understand, because God is a spirit, and that's the realm he operates in. You know, the word spirit is the word in the Greek that means a blowing wind, a breathing breath. Amen. It refers to the, the seat of the inner part of a person's life. God knows what we need, and that's his spirit. Job 32 and 8, but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty. Listen to this very closely. This is a powerful, a powerful, if you're, you're taking notes, write this down. There is a spirit in man. Where do we get our spirit? From God. He breathed it into us. And when man dies, his spirit goes back to the one that created. That's what the Bible says. There is a spirit, little s in man, and the inspiration. That word inspiration means breath. Let's read it like that. And the breath of the Almighty giveth them understanding. There's a spirit in us, but it takes the breath to give us understanding. It takes the Holy Ghost working in us to give us an understanding. Amen. We find that Adam and the Eve lost it, but Jesus, the second Adam, came and brought to us again a way to be a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. Because we can be born again of water and a spirit. Now, Several years ago, and I think I might need to do it again, I taught a whole series, weeks, on the kingdom, what the kingdom meant. But we've come to the understanding that the overall plan of God is to advance his kingdom, his glory, and spreading that throughout his creation. One of the aspects of the kingdom is a concept that we've talked about before, and that is colonization. Everybody say colonization. What God wants us to do is that we are not of this world, but we have a kingdom that's out of this world. And God wants us to win the lost and to colonize. That's discipleship. Colonization, think of it in the ter term of discipleship. So we are in this world with a crazy culture. Sister Vicki was just hitting it so hard today, is that when we walk in on, on, on the celebration festival, the July 4th celebration festival, Festival, we're going to walk in minority. We will be the minority. Spirit-filled believer will be the minority. But when we walk in, we must consider that we are colonizing culture. We are here to change culture to do what? Match what our Heavenly Father has. Amen. Praise God. And, and I would to God apostolics would get this and understand this so much because we think we do it just with our dress. There's a lot of other groups that dress a lot more holy than you and I. But they don't have the Holy Ghost. But what God wants us to do is when we walk to work, when we go to the, the festival or when we go to wherever, is that we take the kingdom with us. We take the Holy Ghost with us. We ought to be influencers where we go. 
Huh? I'm not just talking about social media influencers. We need to be Holy Ghost-driven influencers that when we show up, there's a joy that cannot be matched. When we show up, there is a true righteousness that is unlike the world could ever see. There is a true joy that, that the world just wonders what you're drinking, what you're smoking, what is your secret. I'll tell you my secret. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He has come to help me. Be a colonizer to influence, to influence the world. A colony is a group of people that have left a native land to form a new settlement that is subject to or connected with a parent nation. That's what a colony is. Let me read it again. It's a group of people who leave their native country to form a new settlement that is subject to or connected to the parent nation. Jesus came, robed himself in flesh, the son of the living God, to come and put his marker down. I'm establishing, reestablishing my kingdom on earth for the purpose that I have for this time. Jesus came to establish that kingdom government. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And to colonize it. A colony is designed to be an extension of the homeland. It is designed to function and represent the same values, the same policies, the same morals, the same standards, the same side of the street to drive on. Let that hit a little bit before I go to my next thing. The kingdom of God on earth is an extension that replicates the unseen nation called heaven. And his church, he said, upon this rock I'll build my church, is the ecclesia that operates, remember I preached on jurisdiction of the church, that operates governmental authority Behold, I give to you power over serpents and scorpions. Behold, I give to you the power of the Holy Ghost. He give to us the authority to operate in kingdom power. Let's do that. What do you say? In kingdom power. Oh, thanks be to God. So he come to set up a colony. Can I ask you this? Why did the Haitians speak French? Why is it that you can go to the islands of the Caribbean and you got one nation that speaks French and just a few miles down the road you got a nation like Jamaica that speaks English? Or you can go over a little ways further and you will find like in Cuba they speak Spanish. So what, what happened to these, these nations? How is it? Is because they brought colonies to the Bahamas from England. They drive on the left side of the road. They drink uh, to, to this very day, they drink tea and they speak English and they have common wealth and they, they're judges today. Those black uh, Jamaicans stand behind a desk and wear white wigs to this very day. Why? Because Britain came and established a colony. Britain was way away, but they established the same kind of culture. It took a long time. And so when Jesus left When he left, amen, he said, I'm going to send back to you the promise 
of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, and He is going to empower you to set up a colony. That is known in colonization as a governor. I'm going to wrap this up Tuesday night. I still got a bunch of more stuff to, to share with you. Stand with me, please. I'm going to leave you hanging right here. He comes to us, God does, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit to empower us to live what is in the in unseen, invisible world so we can manifest it in the physical. Stop saying, I can't have joy. Because our joy does not come from this world. It doesn't come from our surroundings. It comes as the Spirit comes to us. It's a, called a fruit, is it not? He gives to us fruit. So I don't know how I can live in this world. I don't know how I can abide all this. Oh, stop! Because there's something coming from outside this world known as the governor, the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that has come to empower us. Anybody thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost? You're thankful for that? Lift your voice. Hallelujah. Begin to praise him in this place. My Lord, I thank you for being with us today. I thank you for your presence being with us today. I thank you, Lord God, that you have helped us to understand a little bit and to look beyond, Lord Jesus, these, these things that we see in the physical, visible realm. Lord, and we want to manifest what you have in the invisible, in our visible. We want to manifest what is in that area, Lord, of the kingdom that we cannot see because it is our homeland. I have a home prepared where the saints abide just over in glory land, just beyond where the dead have already gone. Lord, I'm going there and whatever is happening in the kingdom, Lord of heaven where I cannot see, help me to put it in this earth. In the mighty name of Jesus, would you lift your voice and lift your hands and praise be unto God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, today. We thank you, Lord, for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Rejoice in Him. Rejoice in His presence. Oh, the joy of His presence. Lord, I bless your name today. Lord, I bless your name today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, <laughs> I want the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.